Welcome to Monday Morning Coffee with Inside the Firm. Each week, our hosts will be interviewing local, regional, and national business leaders to give you an inside peek into how they lead their business to success in the ever-competitive business climate. Welcome to Monday Morning Coffee. Today, I have a special uh, guest. His name is Jason Javer. He is the managing partner at Vista Homes and graduated from the Ross School of Business at the University of Michigan with a degree in finance. After working for a private equity company that invested in real estate in Chicago, Jason felt he had the foundation needed for success in real estate investment and development. Additionally, his experience as a financial analyst allowed him to take the leap into real estate entrepreneurship six years ago. As a member of the thriving Charlotte community, Jason enjoys his time at the office and out on the golf course with friends. Vista Homes is currently designing Jason and his fiance Steph's new home, which will be built in the, in the Noda area. You'll have to explain what that is too, Jason, but welcome to the show. No problem. Thanks for having me, Lance. Appreciate it. Yeah. So what is the Noda area? So Noda is a neighborhood that's uh, just a couple miles outside of Uptown and it's uh, kind of like a thriving arts uh, neighborhood and uh, we're moved into the home now and uh, we love it there. It's kind of another, you know, just growing part of Charlotte and a lot of what we focus in is um, infill development and infill construction. And this is one of those neighborhoods that is continuing to see, you know, growth from people, uh, you know, millennials and just people that want to kind of be closer to the action, be near kind of, you know, the bars and restaurants and public transportation that kind of allows you to kind of freely get around the city. Beautiful. Before we get uh, further into kind of what you're doing now and, and some other questions that I've got teed up for you, maybe we could back up a little bit and tell us a little bit more about your background. Did you always intend on being an entrepreneur? Did you come from a family of entrepreneurs? You know, where does that spirit come from? Yeah, I, uh, my dad was an entrepreneur. He had a uh, insurance business that specialized in woodworking companies. And I think growing up and seeing the flexibility that he had, you know, from day to day, I'd say he never missed a sporting event or school events. I think that always was pretty intriguing to me. And I think also when I got into college and I started just doing different entrepreneurial things, like it would be more interesting to me than school once I got to college. And while none of the, you know, endeavors were overly successful, I I just was fun. Like I would like to, you know, do spreadsheets and make calls and send emails, even on things that weren't necessarily working out, uh, just was enjoyable. And I found it kind of a challenge and, and something that I really enjoyed to do kind of naturally, I guess. Beautiful. Yeah. It seems like it's about half and half. Uh, some people, you know, I ask that question too, and they say they could, they give the answer that I give it, which is my mom and dad didn't give, uh, didn't care about business whatsoever. And they were just, it was just a job for them. And you know, I think entrepreneurs look at it as a career and it's, it's a lot of driving factor. And so, you know, a lot of people do the opposite of what their parents do. Um, but the background that you have, did, did you pull any, did your dad help you along the way as you, as you, as you worked into this? I mean, you know, what, what are some of the lessons maybe that you observed, you know, from him and his, his businesses that you've pulled into what you do? You know, I think more than anything, what I learned from my dad is he's, he's a super competitive type person and he's always trying to, he hates to lose and he, you know, always trying to win and everything that I've ever seen him do, you know, he does it to a degree where 
uh, he puts himself in a place to win. So I think even more so than business, but just in like day to day, like mm -hmm. for example, you know, I think in business in order to, to win at business, you really have to kind of do it all and put a lot of time in and learn and, and really kind of immerse yourself. And I think everything that he's ever done just cause he hates losing so much, he mm -hmm. would immerse himself in it. So I think that I kind of, that rubbed off on me as like, I don't, I hate to lose. And it's something that I think drives me to, um, try to be as successful as possible, basically to kind of limit the uh, ability to lose or the, the chance of losing. Yeah. I think a lot of entrepreneurs are that way, right? We're out, we're out to win, especially if it's our business. I mean, we're out to be what, whatever, whatever service or, or product that we're doing, we want it to be the best. We want to deliver the best product and the service. Um, and, and that obviously, you know, helps help drive people towards, towards success. Uh, what, what would you say that is, what is the first step if somebody's listening to this and, and they want to kind of get into sort of what you're doing uh, with real estate development and investment, what is the first step to getting, getting started in, in your line of business? Yeah, I think in my line of business and any line of business, it's the information, you know, you need to have a strong informational kind of foundation. And the beautiful thing right now is that, you know, you can learn all that and do all that for virtually free. I mean, online, there's blogs, there's podcasts, there's Google. And that was a lot of how I learned about residential real estate. I didn't grow up with a background of anyone that taught me really anything about, you know, residential real estate, but I just kind of spent hours and hours scouring the internet, looking for podcasts, looking for blogs, trying to learn as much as possible because you just don't know, um, you know, when that golden nugget could be in hour one or an hour 1001. So for me and for, you know, my advice to people getting started is really learn, really kind of dig in and Google and search for the information that you need to get started. Um, and then, then that, yeah. Go, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No. And then it's about taking action also. So, you know, as you kind of learn the information and do different things, you know, you'll, understand like what those next steps are going to be. And then it's going to be about taking action and getting outside your comfort zone. Oh, wait, wait, was, that's great. What I was going to ask you is, uh, do you have a list of, you know, you mentioned podcasts or places or just looking online that a lot of this information is out there. I, I treat it the same way with investing. You know, um, I know some people pay a subscription like to Morningstar or something if they're going to go, you know, try to start getting into equities and stocks and all of that. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I just listen to a lot of, people like Peter Schiff, uh, Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Do you have a list of podcasts or places that you would recommend that people, that people were, you Yeah. Know? So for real estate specific, um, when, especially when I got started, uh, Bigger Pockets was like the biggest one that kind of propelled me. Um, so I kind of got on Bigger Pockets, read a ton of information on the forums, the blogs and the podcasts. And then from there, if there were people that I saw that were writing the blogs or doing the podcasts, I kind of searched them out. Um, so there's a couple, you know, key people like a Sharon Vornholt and a few others that I just started following them as well. And then I think from a business standpoint, I listen a lot to Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, who's pretty well known. And I just think that his message really resonates with, um, you know, how I try to view happiness in life and entrepreneurship. Yeah, those are great recommendations. Uh, Gary Vee, especially. That's, that's a well-known name for sure. Um, yeah, he's great. Yeah, he is. What, what are some of the things that you think uh, separate successful businesses from, from those that don't make it? You know, you hear this, you hear this number of uh, seven years, basically, right? Most businesses fail within the first seven years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd say the biggest 
kind of thing that you need to do is take action, get outside your comfort zone. I know that's being a little bit redundant to what we kind of just spoke about, but you know, in order to be successful in business, you're going to have to put yourself outside your comfort zone. You're going to have to do things that you're not comfortable with. You know, me kind of getting up here and getting on this interview, like I wasn't the most comfortable thing I've ever done, but I understand that it's something that I want to do to progress myself and to progress, you know, my business. So, you know, I'm here and I'm talking and I'm doing these kind of things. And when, you know, we were getting started and, you know, we would do different marketing campaigns and have to get on the phone and do sales and do all those kind of things. It was very challenging. And, you know, you have a pit in your stomach, but you have to just kind of keep going and keep trying different things because, you know, you're never out of the game until you put yourself out of the game. So you can always be learning and taking action and doing things to, you know, be successful on anything that you're looking to do. So you just can't give up and you just got to keep taking action and you're going to get knocked down a lot more times mm-hmm. and you feel like you've succeeded, but you just can't stop. You just got to keep going. Yeah. A hundred percent. Get back up twice as fast as how you fell down is the way I like. Yeah, to think for, about sure. It, for sure. For sure. Um, what, what are, what do, what do you work on in, um, in, in your business? And, and then, you know, how, if you could maybe give us just a little peek into to what your day to day is, and then how do you delegate and manage, you know, all the people that you work with? Like you have a, you have a, your own system or is it something maybe from like Gary B? Yeah, I'm a big believer in working on your business versus working in your business once you kind of get a foundation in place. So what I really try to focus on day to day is the acquisition side and just kind of managing the overall finances. And, you know, that I feel like is the two biggest things that I can do to kind of lead to success for the team. And then from there, it's about kind of delegating, putting processes and systems in place for in our business, it's going to be the construction of single family homes and townhomes. Um, So my day to day is really kind of focusing on those areas. I try to really kind of wake up early, exercise and have a lot of my to do list items done by, you know, call it 910 a.m. So that then I can be a little, be more of an entrepreneur for the rest of the day in terms Mm -hmm. of, you know, putting out fires, helping people, looking at processes and systems. And it's always like an ever evolving process, but that's kind of like a little bit of my day to day and what I try to focus on. Are you an early riser? I've been trying to wake up earlier and earlier. So I wake up now at like 6am, you know, and I felt the this year, like I went from 7am to 6am and I felt like a really big difference in my Mm -hmm. day. Um, I think that's like a cool little entrepreneurship message too. It's like that one hour has made Mm -hmm. such a big difference, kind of the same way where it's like, you know, you never know when that one deal or that one opportunity is going to come, but sometimes it's just about taking that 10% more approach can lead to like a ton of more success. Um, And so I'm up one hour earlier each day, but I feel like it's leading to a lot more success for me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What I call it the quiet power hour. You know, that's, yeah. that's my time. And usually if I'm, if I'm really on point, it'll be between five and seven. And then, and then my, and then my kids start waking up and, and the wife and the dog and all of that. But that, that is such a big success that I, we've seen for everybody that we've interviewed or I've listened to. I mean, entrepreneurs, I, I can't stress that enough that like be, become a morning person. Um, yeah. And then, you know, if you can, especially in the evenings, if you can, if you can not do that and that's your recharging your reset time, it's really critical. I think, a lot of other people, especially architects or designers, they really think, oh, the 11th hour is my creativity hour. But there, I mean, there's so many authors too that I've, that I've listened to and, and, and read about that. That's, uh, I can't remember who it was, but they, they, they want to be writing within like the first minute that they're awake because they're, your brain is processing things differently. 
Um, yeah, so I agree. I, the recharging at night and, and I feel like I, you can, you're just so effective in the morning and getting things done. So it's been something that has kind of evolved over time for me. Probably not something that I was naturally good at, mm-hmm. but it's been a bit huge help. Yeah. And that's a really good point too. I think the give, encouraging people and letting them know that, look, Jason wasn't necessarily a morning person from the beginning. Like this isn't, this isn't something that just, that just you are a morning person or you, or you aren't. I think you're, you're training yourself in, in, in what you want to focus on and when you want to focus on things. Um, Definitely. How, how do you, today, how do you define success, especially in your business? You know, what, what, where, where at some point is in your mind when something happens, it's an acquisition, it's a sale. Where, where does, where, where are you, where are you in the, in the, in the, court of this is when I say something is successful. Yeah. I think the beautiful thing that I'm continuing to learn about success is that it's all just kind of a matter of one's perspective, really. So for me right now and where the business is, I'm just focused on how do we become the best business possible? It's not about growth of the top line or some venture capitalist coming in and buying us up or anything like that. It's like how in all aspects of our business can we be the best that we can be? So that for us is going to be um, customers being happy, employees looking at Vista as a place that they really enjoy working and setting up um, people for success at the end of the day. So for me and success, it's going to be about continuing to grow my business in terms of just getting better and making people happy around me. And it's not going to be about necessarily just some financial number or financial goal or, hey, I want to be $100 million in revenue. For me, that's not going to be what makes us successful. It's going to be about just being the best version that we can be regardless of size. Uh, And I think that that's something that's really important that people can learn as they get going and they'll see throughout their journey. It's going to be about creating a life and a business that's going to make them happy. So for me, it's kind of like it's at that size now where if it's just the best it can possibly be, like I don't need it to grow from here to be happy and Mm -hmm. I can create my life and do things around the level of, you know, business or the revenue that it's at currently. So I think I kind of understood that personally and I would kind of say for anyone that's getting started that they should, you know, make sure that they're trying to create something that fits their goals and what they want and not what they perceive as successful. You don't have to make a million dollars a year to be successful. Definitely. There, are, there is something to hitting, hitting a stride where you're not worried about money anymore. I mean, of course, there's always bills to pay, but in the sense of your paycheck to paycheck, and then all of a sudden your happiness, you, you really hit like sort of a, I wouldn't call it a midlife crisis for me. I would just call it a, uh, a plateau. You, you sort of hit a plateau or like a leveling off as a business owner. And it, 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 the years can vary, right? But right. I, think it's, I think it's important that what you just emphasized, um, that it's going to happen. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, the biggest thing, especially after you get over that, we're not going to fail uh, business, right. you know? Yeah. Um, Tell us about some of your short-term and long-term goals, professionally, personally, and then how you plan to get there. Yeah, like we kind of talked about, I think from a short-term perspective with the business, it's going to be about, um, you know, being very profitable and then people being happy. So not just, I think we, we've had times in our business where we've 
continued to do more, but maybe not necessarily like had the foundation and necessarily were more profitable or had all everything underneath us that we needed to kind of grow. So now for us, it's going to be, how do we do, you know, 30 to 40 units slash houses a year? How do we, you know, stay at that 15 to $20 million revenue, but continue to get better and better. So for us, it's increased profitability. It's happy customers. It's creating an awesome, you know, work uh, experience for, um, our employees and, you know, hopefully I really want to create like a, a experience that's fun and we feel like we're a team and I grew up kind of playing sports and, you know, when you play sports, it's like there's a scoreboard and, you know, you feel that camaraderie. And I felt like in my other kind of professional experiences prior to starting my own business, there wasn't that same feeling you got from sports. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, I want to create that kind of culture within Vista of, of winning and what it feels like and everyone kind of sharing within that. So I think that's kind of my, my short-term goal. And it kind of bleeds into my long-term too, because I just think that I just want to keep getting better, keep reinvesting in myself, keep reinvesting in the business and really start to see hopefully, you know, compound growth and compound effects of, of everything that we're doing as we continue to reinvest in the business and reinvest in our people. Beautiful. Uh, one, one last question before um, we kind of end things. And I ask this to everybody is, uh, but knowing what you know now, and if you could, if you could take yourself and go back in time, what is one piece of advice you would give yourself? Yeah, the biggest piece of advice I give myself is that it's going to be a long journey with a lot of failures and learning how to cope with that, with those kind of shortcomings and the failure that's going to happen. I think I'm someone that can like easily get rattled and easily get stressed. And I just kind of talk to myself, you know, back in the day and say like, this is just part of the process. I don't think that anything before you're an entrepreneur really sets you up and teaches you what it's going to be like to fail, Uh, you know, in school and different things like that. Like you kind of take a test and you know how much you studied and what kind of grades you're going to get. And, but then when you kind of become an entrepreneur, it's like, no, sometimes no matter how hard you try, there's still going to be setbacks. Mm -hmm. There's still going to be things that you need to learn and it's just going to be a journey. So not every, you know, nothing is going to happen overnight. That's going to suddenly click. Like you're not just going to go from zero to 100 of on a happiness scale. It's just kind of doing a little bit each day and just getting a little bit better and continuing to invest in, in everything around you. And hopefully over time, try to like enjoy that journey also. And that's something that I'm really trying to, you know, focus on and work on in my life and businesses trying to step back and enjoy that process, enjoy the business, understand that failures are going to happen and just keep moving forward. Beautiful. Jason, this was a pleasure. Thank you for sharing everything that you did today. Um, if people, if people want to connect with you in, in a different way, um, you know, maybe, maybe they're looking for a house down there. Uh, how yeah. can people find, follow and connect with you? Yeah. So you can follow Vista Homes on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, you know, you could, and our website, vistahomesclt.com. And also I'm in a process right now of uh, launching a podcast down here called the Charlotte Entrepreneurship Podcast and trying to just kind of reach out to different people, help them kind of spread some of the message and some of the things that we spoke about today, kind of just a passion project, but an ability to talk to different small businesses and hopefully um, learn from them as well as uh, teach others. Exciting. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Lance. Appreciate it, man.